You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Kim Kilpatrick. Welcome to the CCB GTT call. Today is Wednesday, October the 5th, 2022. And I really want to welcome back Michael Fair for his second session with us on uh, getting to know your iPhone. So welcome, Michael. Thanks, everybody, for coming and everybody who's listening on the podcast afterwards. And uh, the floor is now yours. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, This session is going to be a bit different. It's going to be a bit intense because we have quite a bit to get through. Uh, There might be an interruption. We're expecting a delivery today for a certain puppy. And uh, so I might have to go in and attend to that. Uh, I use my iPhone as my apartment buzzer. So uh, th- there are consequences to that decision, but it does save you from needing a landline. Um, so that's, that's one way the iPhone can save money. So today's lecture is a quick start. And basically when, when uh, sighted people uh, get iPhones, they come with little cards that have very basic instructions, swipe, tap, just basic instructions on how to do, you know, navigate around the screen and activate things enough to get you going properly so that you can sort of start with some idea what you're doing. And it doesn't take much. Uh, When my father got his iPad, uh, he got a little more instruction, maybe 20 minutes uh, as, and that was partially like helping him set up and get his, uh, iPhone, uh, iPad guide uh, from the books app so that he could refer to it when he needed. And uh, that was basically, you know, beyond the, you know, that he was just taught how to swipe and tap and flick his way around. And uh, he was off to the races pretty much. And this is something akin to that for blind people. And I thought when I was writing my guide, I thought, gosh, there's so much that's different for blind people. We can't just pick up and start using this. You know, it's, it's got the screen reader called VoiceOver that we have to learn. We have to learn about the uh, operating system a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's just basic things that I figured it would probably take about an hour and maybe an hour and a half to go through and really give you a good grounding enough so that you could take that information and put it to use, start really exploring your iPad uh, doing things uh, in your iPhone, you know, start start really using them um, and enjoying it, not not really just fighting for every inch. So that's an attempt at what we're going to do today's lecture. And then with the next two lectures, we're going to be going a bit farther afield. We're going to be talking about the iPhone, the hardware, the actual iPhone, and uh, go into a bit about that and what's included and uh, the differences between the, uh, some of the iPhones and uh, accessories. So it'll be very hardware-based. And the last lecture before Christmas, the December one, will be about the iOS ecosystem, uh, the the business environment you're operating in when you own an iPhone, the market forces, uh, the the app store, the services that you can tap into. And uh, uh, so this is really to help you start exploring while we attend to all that so that when we get to January, uh, we'll be looking at voiceover and really de- starting to dig into how to do things on your iPhone, how to control it in a, in a really detailed 
way. Um, so that's when that all starts. So this is to get people going in the meantime and start you hopefully exploring, getting some use out of your iPhone. Uh, and uh, so we'll start off with the basis with setting up an iPhone. It's quite possible to do that as a blind person without sight from absolute scratch. You can do that. Um, so basically to, I would say, leave a good hour for the process. Uh, if you're gonna try setting it up yourself, uh, you know, a, a good you know, hour at least of time. You don't want to rush. The basic, most important thing is don't rush, don't panic, keep calm and steady does it. Uh, you, you, you really can't afford to panic here. Everything's doable, but it does require uh, some carefulness and just uh, you know some prior knowledge, I think. And we'll try and, and give you some of that today as well. So yeah, make sure you have some time uh, and you're, you're you know, ready to uh, tackle something uh, really new. Because uh, it is, you know, if you've never done it before, it, it is a really different experience uh, operating a touchscreen and uh, typing. And you do have to do some careful typing uh, to enter in uh, passwords you might need for Wi-Fi if you're connecting to a Wi-Fi network, uh, to enter your Apple ID and email address that you'll be using, things like that. It's, it can be very essential to get these things correct uh, in setting up things like that. So. Uh, you do have to really sort of be calm about things and not worry too much. Um, and if you do that, uh, you can think your way through it and, and come out with a, a properly set up iPhone that you can use. I would do it, uh, make sure you're plugged in. You should be near a power socket so you can, it can charge uh, and keep, uh, make sure that power is not a concern as you're doing the initial stuff. And hopefully be where there's a Wi-Fi network that you can connect to that you know the password of because uh, you might have to download the uh, latest operating system as part of your setup. And uh, that can cost a bit if you're doing it with uh, cellular, cellular data. Um, so that's, that's something else to keep in mind. Um, so basically, uh, with that said, uh, the, the other thing to keep in mind is it, there is a kind of a dimming thing. There's a time, if, if the iPhone is left still for a certain amount of time and nothing happens, it will then say screen dimmed and that, that's, it's about to lock. Uh, and that's not a big worry because you just have to unlock it and that involves basically tapping it um, to uh, touching it to get it to respond to you. Uh, and, and if you do that quickly enough, you can keep it from locking. Uh, if it locks, uh, you know, uh, it, you might have to hit the action button to get it unlocked again. Um, that's on the side of, of the right side of your iPhone. It's a, a slender little sliver of a button on the side. And uh, that that button is kind of important. So uh, that um, will keep you out of, of those troubles. Uh, the, the So, you know, the first thing, uh, it, screen dimming is uh, uh, that's where uh, the screen is, is it, it actually gets uh, dim, like the name suggests. And uh, you know, that will, uh, you know, basically uh, for sighted people, 
uh, tell them that it's it's just about to lock. Um, so the uh, if you're going to uh, set up this this thing by yourself, uh, you know it it's be calm, uh, collected, and uh, you know don't worry about stuff. Don't don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be you know uptight. You, you do have to really be calm and, and take your time. So and if you do those things, then uh, you'll be able to to come out of this, uh, you know, with with a good, uh, well set up iPhone that you can use. So, uh, you know, the first thing to do if uh, when we uh, get started here is turn on voiceover. So the iPhone will come on and it'll start saying things. It, uh, it's hello in various uh, languages. And uh, it, it uh, basically, uh, the idea is you select your language. Uh, and it is possible, but I found that one of the ways uh, with voiceover um, that you can get around this is you can, uh, you can use, uh, you, can, you can flick the, uh, just touch the screen and it'll, it'll not uh, dim. Uh, voiceover, it, it, once it's on, you, you turn voiceover on by fl uh, clicking three times the action button on the side of the phone. Uh, if you have a home button on your phone, uh, I think if you press the home button three times, it, would, it should also, I'm pretty sure, activate voiceover uh, as well. But it, during setup is the only time that that works unless you set up the accessibility shortcut. So that's one of the things you've got to do. Uh, pretty much right away. Um, so basically, um, when you're so what what you basically have to do uh, is go through a setup process. The first thing is, is language selection. If you bat, I find that if you can't get the hello button, you want to find the English hello button and then double tap uh, tap twice with one finger. A safer way to do it. Uh, when you when you, you can flick until you find uh, the language uh, button uh, by flicking right across the options that are there, and you'll hear different English, uh, uh, different words being spoken. You can also use the back button uh, at the top left of the screen to get out of that, and it will default then uh, to English if you're in this region, because that's uh, the region that we're in. Um, and uh, if you're if you're in Quebec, you you might see, um, you know, the it, it would default, of course, to French. So when uh, and the two volume, uh, if you want to change the volume, the volume buttons are on the left of your iPhone, and you can uh, use them to to adjust, make it louder, uh, and so on. And the bottom of the iPhone is where the port is. That's where you plug in the cord, and. Uh, you can do that and and get, uh, it, you know, get that, uh, and so you can charge, and that's very important. That's also a good way of turning the phone on. If you have trouble, you, know, you have to hold in the, the right action button, you know, for a while to do that, and, and like three seconds or so, just hold it in and let it go, and it should boot up. Um, you know, it uh, basically can. Uh, if you plug in the cord to charge it, that automatically turns it on if it's not on. 
Um, and so that's one way around that, like to make sure it turns on and eventually you'll hear it start up. Um, once voiceover is on, it will make uh, a sound as it starts. Uh, you'll hear that little blip sound and it'll start speaking. So that's a really good indication uh, for us uh, that it's on. Uh, the, the setup process is a number of steps. I've written this out um, in, in my guide and I'd recommend people do either listen to the podcast and start and stop it if they're going through <laughs> this process uh, because there's, uh, there's a lot here to, uh, uh, to do. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty uh, important that you take your time and do it right. For typing, when you're typing in characters with voiceover, the, there are different typing modes, but the one you're going to be starting with is probably the best for absolute beginners. It's called split tap uh, or, or standard typing. And what you can do is you can touch anywhere on the screen, feel around and find what you want that way, like a letter, a certain letter on the keyboard, uh, something like that. And once you found it with one finger, you can tap with another finger, uh, even another hand, like it doesn't matter. Long, just keep your finger on that letter once you found the right one and then tap and that will enter the character. So when you get to points where you have to type, that's how you can type. And that's a really safe method of typing because you, you have all the time in the world to find the right key uh, and, and the right letter that you want or character and use it uh, and then type tap with the other hand before you lift it, before you move the hand that you found the character with. So I use my right finger to feel around, flick to different characters, feel around the screen. And if there's a keyboard on the screen, then you can just feel that keyboard. And it's, it's like a little mini QWERTY keyboard. So, uh, and there's a uh, difference. It, it basically gives you the letters and then you can, there's a little, thing near the bottom where you can switch to numbers. And now during, during setup, you don't really have to do that. You can just use, if, if for example, you get to where you have a pick a passcode for your phone, it will know that you need, uh, you need numbers for that. So it'll give you a numeric keyboard, which is like a phone keyboard basically <clears throat> with the push buttons, right? But there's no push button. It's all virtual on the screen. So you'd feel around that find the number that you wanted and then tap with another finger to enter it. And that way uh, you can easily enter characters and, uh, and avoid any screw ups. And now as you go through setup, you'll be reading screens with information. That's uh, that will happen a lot. And then you will be also, um, you know, putting, uh, putting your, your information in other and making choices. So you basically, you're going to be going through uh, a whole procedure. It'll walk you through step by step. If, you, if you're not sure, if you want to go back to a previous step, you can. Uh, you can go back using the, the back button. Uh, and that's always going to be in the same place at, at the top left of the screen. Uh, you, you will uh, find that uh, the back button there and uh, you, you just at the very uh, sort of the top left corner, a little below the status bar. That's a little strip that runs over the bottom of the screen. And, uh, and that will uh, 
you know, get you back to the, the previous screen. So if you ever want to, you can do that. And typically what happens is it, you go through that step, uh, do what it need, needs you to do, and uh, uh, then you, you go on and, uh, you know, make whatever option you want to make to, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to uh, uh, continue with that. So there are about 12 steps, and I have them all listed in my guide. Uh, and so I would recommend you read through that. Uh, to, what the really important critical parts are when you're entering information. So your Apple ID and password are vital. Uh, when you enter this, make sure you know what they are. Don't be cute and choose something really tough that you can't even remember yourself. You know, your phone's not going to be any good to you if you lock yourself out of it. So keep it easy for you to remember. Um, and that, that should be your chief concern here, really, uh, with that. Um, so uh, your Apple ID uh, is, is usually an email address um, that you don't have to use Apple's email. You can if you don't have one. Apple will give you one, and you'll be using iCloud for your mail. Um, you can create an Apple ID as part of setup. And, or you can use an email. I have my Gmail address as my Apple ID uh, and then a password. And uh, those two pieces are really important. They're the keys to your kingdom. So remember them. Make sure that your password is something you can remember. Uh, because You can recover uh, an Apple ID uh, if you need to, if you forget your password, but the process is, is not quick. And, uh, you know, it's, it's annoying to have to do. So uh, try to pick things that you can remember. Uh, you'll be asked to enter a, a security code, a passcode um, for your iPhone to unlock it. It's sort of like a key to your iPhone. And uh, you can choose its defaults to a six digit. Uh, you, if you flick to the right of the keyboard, you, you can find uh, options to let you change that to a four digit uh, and, and to something more complicated if you wanted. So there's that. Your passcode is what you'll be using to unlock your iPhone. You enter it and your iPhone will then be unlocked and then you can use it. Um, so that is uh, uh, how that, that kind of works. Um, you, can, you can basically uh, go through the, the, the Wi-Fi when you come up to the point where you join the Wi-Fi network. You, you pick the Wi-Fi network from a list that appears, that's what your phone can detect, and you then enter in the password for that network uh, using the, the typing method I described earlier when you're feeling around the keyboard. And uh, if you have to enter numbers, look for, it, it's on the, the bottom, uh, bottom left of your keyboard, there should be a thing where it says letters, numbers, and, and they're different buttons that let you access that part of the keyboard and it focuses in on numbers. So if you, if you hit numbers uh, and tap it, and then uh, I, I think you, you might have to tap and then find it and then tap it with another finger. Um, you would switch to numbers and the numbers are sort of near the top. And then under the numbers, there's a bunch of punctuation. So that's also the keyboard where you find the at and the period and different punctuation marks that you might need if they're not on the keyboard that's presented. Um, sometimes when you're in an, say a keyboard where it needs an email address, uh, for example, and there's a field for that, the keyboard will have the at and the period sign so that you can enter the email address easily. 
uh, without having to change to a different keyboard. So there are things like that that can happen sometimes. Um, and now once you've gotten to, uh, you know, later in the setup, you'll be uh, offered the chance to set up your face ID and your, uh, your touch ID if you have a, a iPhone with a, a home area touch sensor. And uh, <clears throat> you can you can do that. Um, you don't have to during setup. You can actually skip that for, for them if, if you want to do that. I kind of recommend that people set up the security and just get used to using them. But if you're really antsy about, you know, accidentally locking yourself out or something or, you know, whatever, you can skip those steps. It just, you, you won't be able to do certain things uh, at that point, uh, like use Apple Pay or do other things that uh, are, are kind of useful down the road. Um, so there'll be screens talking about privacy concerns and you'll be able to tell it whether you want to access information, uh, things like that. Um, so yeah, and share information with Apple. You can make those choices there. Uh, and uh, everything is, is pretty well uh, spoken. One of the things that's really nice is if you are using voiceover, they will add in screens that tell you about gestures, how to reach different parts of iOS. So pay attention to those. Those are important. There's uh, getting home. Uh, so that's, uh, you, you, you know, put your finger on the bottom of the screen and you, you written, slide it up until you hear uh, a couple of, there's one beep as you touch and sort of slide. And then the second beep up, that's if you let go at that point, you go to home. So it's like almost a spring thing. If you imagine yourself sort of pushing up a bit of a spring until it reaches certain points. And if you go up to the third beep and release, that gets you into the app switcher, uh, which is also a nice thing to know how to get to. And there's a similar series from the top down to get to certain parts. And those are the control center, which is the second beep uh, going down from the very top. And then the third beep down is getting to the notification center. Uh, and those will be very important places uh, for your daily use of, of your iPhones. So uh, we'll be getting to those when we talk about iOS uh, a little later uh, in, in uh, February, probably February, March, um, when we get to that. Uh, there's uh, other areas of, of note. Um, if uh, when, when you complete uh, your setup, uh, you'll be taken then to uh, your home screen, which is where you'll really start uh, doing things. Uh, you will be asked uh, to, it will check for updates. And then uh, if it finds one, you, you then should download that version of iOS that it's telling you to download, because that will be the latest one. And that'll probably give you the best experience. Um, so it's always, because these things when they're made, uh, they might be made before a new operating system ships or something like that, or an update to an operating system. Uh, so just make sure you have the latest operating system possible when you start your iPhone experience. It will uh, make sure you have the best experience that's that's possible. Uh, and and it's it's already kind of you know nerve-wracking enough learning a device like this if you're blind, uh, without worrying that you know that that isn't the case. So. Uh, you know, with with this, um, uh, you know, voiceover uh, on, uh, things, there are some gestures to voiceover that you should know <coughs> to, uh, to use your iPhone correctly. Um, the double tap, 
So that's when you take one finger and you tap twice, tap, tap. And that tells voiceover that I want to do this. I want to activate this button. I want to use this option, right? So that's important. Um, the rotor is another uh, thing with voiceover. Uh, a you can do a lot with flicks and swipes. Um, so <clears throat> flicking is when you take one finger and you flick uh, up and down. Um, that will, uh, that's used, for example, when you're choosing options uh, in sort of the equivalent of a pull-down menu um, that, that uh, voiceover will, will uh, let you use. And uh, so that's kind of important. And then swiping is when you take two or more fingers and you, you swipe left and right. You can swipe with one finger as well. Um, I think of that as a flick left and right, but there you are. Um, it, uh, you can explore the screen. If you flick uh, over the screen, voiceover will go from left to right, top to bottom in order, row by row. So that's kind of how it, it approaches if you flick through a screen. Uh, I recommend people get used to touching. It, it, this thing is built to let you explore the screen as if you were, you, know, you can build a picture, a mental picture for yourself as to what's where on the screen. So feel around just with your finger and see what's where, get an idea of the layout. And then what you can do is you can touch near where you know something you want to use is and then flick to it. And you, then you only have to flick a few times to get to it instead of a ton of times to get you know, from the top to wherever is on, on the screen that you want to be. So that's important. Um, the accessibility shortcut should be one of the very first things you do. Go into settings, that's uh, find a way that it says settings and double tap on that and you'll be taken into the settings area and you can go into accessibility and it's down near the bottom of the settings. So you have to flip quite a, a lot to get down to it. Uh, but look for accessibility shortcut and uh, you can double tap on that and set that to voiceover. You flick through right to flick through all the options, keep flicking right. And eventually you'll come to one that says voiceover, double tap on that and it'll say selected. And then that means that voiceover is now selected as the shortcut, uh, as what happens when the shortcut is used. And that means that when you triple uh, I think mostly now it's, it's the action. You click it, the action button three times and it will say uh, voiceover. It will turn on and off voiceover. You can actually use it to shut down voiceover. So if I take this rebellious phone of mine and I shut down, oops, voiceover. I forgot that I had. See, and the other thing there, as we just demonstrated, uh, I had speech off and uh, dude, because I was using a Braille display. And because I turned off voiceover and turned it on again, my speech is it automatically sets to on to make darn sure that when voiceover comes back, it's usable, right? Because you might have forgotten that you turned speech off uh, or something else might have happened. And this just makes sure that it's, it comes back as accessible as possible, right? So that's what's happening there. Um, so that is, that's a very important shortcut because then, uh, voiceover can jam, uh, there's, it's not a perfect system. Voiceover can be locked up and, and stop speaking. And you might hear clicks 
um, as you move. Like as I, if I move on the screen, I'll hear little clicks and little noises to indicate things are happening, but it won't talk because speech is off. Um, and you know that can that can happen when things don't load correctly, especially on websites. That can happen sometimes, or some apps just don't use VoiceOver and VoiceOver just won't be able to do anything with it. Um, and you know, th th there are different scenarios that can bring VoiceOver to its knees. If you have the shortcut set up, then you can use it, click three times, uh, VoiceOver will shut down, click three more times, and that will reset VoiceOver. It will come back on, and hopefully you'll get past the log jam that you're in. So that's, that's a really important thing to, to just do right away, is set up your shortcut. Um, the rotor is another thing that, that is really handy to learn. And in, basically the idea is it's like a, <coughs> a virtual knob. So you take two fingers, like you're pinching a marble between your index finger and your thumb, say, and you touch those two fingertips on the iPhone, at, you know, as if you're pinching a marble on the screen that's just lying there, and you turn it like you turn a knob. Uh, and it's as simple as that. Uh, turning it, it, it rotates the imaginary dial that's always pointing somewhere. That's one thing to think about. It, the dial always points at something. It's never pointing at nothing. Uh, sometimes it will move and attempt to be helpful. So if you go over uh, different options, uh, I can demonstrate this with my phone here. And if I turn see now i just went to my desktop and i touched and it says blind square double tap to open uh and the rotor has turned it's now pointing at actions because there i can i can flick down edit mode. and that lets me go into edit mode so that is an action Activate. And the default action is activate, which is to activate Blind Square, which is a GPS app. And that would get me into that app. So my rotor is now pointing at actions. But if I turn, if I do that gesture with the knob, I'll touch on the screen and I'll turn. And now it's pointing at something called containers. If I turn it again, headings, characters, words, these are all navigating. So if I touch somewhere on the screen here, and I got fantastical as, as a calendar app. If I turn that rotor, it would see it defaulted back to action. So I'm back at containers, adding characters. If I flick down, fantastical, right? It's spelling it out character by character. If, if I turn it again to words, flick down. And it's a fantastical. And the next thing, if I flick down again, it, it, it jumped to the next thing on this icon, which is 24, which is, it's the, uh, you know, uh, 24, uh, uh, 24th um, of, of the month. And that's, uh, it, 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 it displays the date with, uh, with uh, using the notifications since Apple doesn't let third-party calendars display dates on their icons. So that's the kind of thing uh, you can check in that way. And you can use the rotor for navigation. You can also do things like adjust speaking rate and other really handy things. Just keep in mind that 
you know, the rotor will change. It'll, it tries to be contextually helpful and it will change as you move about the screen. So as long as you understand that, but that's probably what's happening if you if you do something and, and you know something a little unexpected happens, you know that should help you over your uh, initial uh, experience as you use the the iPhone. Now, you know, you'll keep every security uh, information. Your Apple ID. Just be very sure to keep all of that information, you know, handy somewhere where you have it, uh, and you can access it if you forget it because those. That those things are really the keys to your kingdom, your Apple ID, uh, your password, and your passcode are are three very important pieces of information. So make sure you have all those down. Um, the uh, with the iPhone, uh, now that you know a little bit about how Voiceover works, there are a few things in in iOS. So you have uh, the App Store. That's where you find different apps. Your phone comes with a bunch of apps already. Um, and thankfully, uh, because they're made by Apple, they're going to be accessible, which is really nice. You don't have to worry about anything that comes on your phone being inaccessible. So that is, uh, that's a nice situation to be in. Um, and you can basically go through and make use of any of these. I recommend you use things like the Notes app uh, to learn how to type, right? And make sure you get really comfortable typing. Um, and you know, use uh, you know, something like uh, the phone app, maybe to, to try typing in numbers and, uh, and on the keypad and, and get a sense of, there are three different typing modes you can use. The, the one you begin with is, is the standard typing. There's also one called touch typing where you find the right button by feeling around to the right key and then you hold down on that. And then when you lift your finger up after you find the right button, uh, it releases and that's when the character goes in. And that you, then you just have to slide to the right character and lift your finger to actually enter a character. And that's, that's a lot faster, uh, but it's also a lot less forgiving. You can make mistakes easier with that method. Uh, for the truly brave, there's one called direct touch. And as soon as you contact the screen with a finger voiceover is just right out of your way and it just lets the character happen that's what happens for sighted people they can see what they're doing look before they leap and and touch what they want to touch so that's how they type they just tap once it on on the character and it goes in we that would be disastrous for most of us so that's why voiceover has these other typing methods uh you know the, the standard typing uh, where you can feel around and, and nothing happens until you double tap on a character with one finger or you t you find that character and then tap with another finger somewhere else on the screen while you're still holding one finger on the character that you find, right? So uh, it, you know, it goes from that very forgiving, almost impossible to do something really crazy to direct touch, which is uh, just, I don't even use that. That's, <laughs> that's just beyond my muscle memory. Um, to do that very effectively. I'd be constantly having to go back and delete things. Um, so that, uh, in a nutshell, is the start of, of you know, how you use your iPhone. Uh, keep in mind that Apple is a business. One of the things, I'll be talking about this a lot more in December when we go over the Apple ecosystem, but just so you know, from the very, as you start to try things out, um, you can 
uh, Apple is always looking to uh, is sort of steer you towards using its services, right? It's it's got this wonderful device that it's made, and now it wants you to use all the different services that it has. I'll just finish up really quickly about the economics here first. The when when you um, are getting into this, just remember like there might be easier ways or cheaper ways to do things once you know enough. So for example, books. Uh, if if you are using uh, the books app, it's very easy just to go in and uh, buy books uh, and uh, you know do it that way. Uh, you can get audiobooks and regular books uh, in, in ebook form. But uh, there are also alternatives. You can use Amazon uh, and get books for Kindle and then use the Kindle app. But you have to then learn how to browse the web, how to uh, buy things from their site, and how to use their Kindle app, right? So the the learning curve is is increased. You're not stopped from using their stuff, but you're encouraged because of how easy Apple makes things to use their books app, which might you know, charge more for books, uh, things like that can happen. So just be aware, as, as you start out, I wish I knew this right away, that, uh, you know, this kind of thing can happen. Uh, and Apple is always out to make money. Uh, and, you know, it, for, it, it's worth it in some circumstances. It really is. I'm very happy that I use a lot of their services because it does, you know, they serve me uh, very well. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's just, it's good to know that ahead of time. So that is uh, hopefully at least, uh, and unfortunately the Braille display kind of didn't cooperate with me today. Uh, I'll have to dig into that. Um, But I think I've I've covered most of what we need to, uh, to to get you started comfortably doing stuff. Thank you very much, Michael, for your wonderful presentation, for creating this special book and for doing this series with us here at CCBGTT. Hopefully people will come to more of Michael's courses on the first and third Wednesdays of every month, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. If you do want to know more about the other programs that we offer, please email gtt at ccbnational.net. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.net.